everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Sunday, November 14th, 2021, here with Joe Madden, of course, as always. Um, well, no, it's, uh, yesterday was one of those days for me. It was like, uh, oh, we're going to have a new coach in Miami, so uh, we'll have to see yeah. how that works out and, uh, yeah, after, we don't take losing like that too well. So, uh, it's the nice thing about it is that, uh, you know, we'll have somebody new in there and, uh, maybe, maybe we get ourselves a winner. But, uh, aside from that, we've got a full card of NFL football today. We've got seven NBA games as well. We've got college basketball starting in just a couple hours. So, uh, everything kind of in full swing. We've got it all covered at Pick Dogs and at, uh, Sports Chat Place. As always, the betting tools are really firing in all cylinders. If people haven't checked those out. And, of course... In just a few weeks, all of you out there will have an opportunity to become a capper. Work with us. Hang out with Joe Moore, Joe Madden on Sunday mornings. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, you guys. So, What's better than waking up, grabbing a coffee, and coming and talking with us? Well, <laughs> where, 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 <laughs> how much time we got? <laughs> how long's the list? It's a lot of fun, Mitch. Yes. All right. Yeah, but those betting tools, Mitch, have been absolutely on fire. I can't believe all the messages hitting the inbox on um, how much money people are making off them. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it is um, how much people have have been hitting on those, and that's really what it's all about. You know, it's about putting people on winners. I'm not here to I'm not here to sell picks, and I'm not here to do any of those things. I'm here to help you guys win. It doesn't really matter to me one way or another. You know, I'm. I'm fine. You know, it's like and everybody else here is going to be fine too. But uh, as long as you guys are winning, that's really what makes it all go around. So uh, we're excited Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. They're fantastic, you guys. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you go over to both Pick Dogs and uh, Sports Chats Place tools to check those out. Anyways, got. Uh, so. You know, a lot of guys were at that time of the season where, you know, a lot of guys were not sure what they're going to do. You know, the pe- guys are out. You know, I thought it was strange that Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Rams and then all of a sudden Woods is out, you know, so that they got lucky there. And Absolutely. Do you think they kind of knew? Maybe they knew that something was up there. Maybe yeah. they just announced it. You know, who knows? But um, it just, to me, seemed an odd signing for them and for him. So, Absolutely. but I think the idea of being in LA was probably more his thing. Looks like we got snow at Lambeau here for this one, for uh, the Seattle Green Bay game. And I think snow at Lambeau in November is really kind of what football is all about. Of course, 85 here, it's going to be a beautiful day, but. Um, looks <laughs> like- <laughs> rub in, rub in a little. We don't have snow here in Canada, though. I am shocked where I'm at. Um, it's brisk outside, but no snow is falling. It looks chilly around the league here. I mean, I could see the temperatures are dropping. I mean, I, I I could see it out there. I know I saw my first whale, you know, come in a couple weeks ago. So you know, that usually means it's getting cold everywhere else, and the whales are migrating here. That I love the, it. That and the Canadian tourists. <laughs> That's awesome. I know a lot of people that have been over there in the last couple of months. So. Yep, there'll be plenty more yeah. as well. Costco was like uh, jammed yesterday. I wasn't there, but my wife told me. Invaded with the Canadians. Pretty much. I think the, 
the deal is is that the Costco is right next to the airport, so it's kind of yep. like they know anyone that reads like TripAdvisor, they know like go to Costco immediately because if you go to the regular grocery stores, the prices are you know, it's it's like you know, eleven dollars for a jar of peanut butter, nine dollars for a loaf <laughs> of bread. It's like. It is. Well, especially when you look at Costco in America and you have um, all your liquor being sold there as well within the same store. So that's yeah, a nice bonus. Pretty much. They got it. They've got it all. And well, we do too here, but you've got to go in one door, out the other. We do. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I like to kill a little time at the beginning of the show, you know, just to, uh, just to, uh, you know, give everybody a chance to join us. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. So. In case people are wondering. But we have our <laughs> first guest ready to roll here, and that's Ron Romanelli, fresh from Gainesville. It was almost ugliness yesterday as uh, Sanford came in and really racked up the offense on uh, on the Gators. Now uh, Florida State comes in, plays some basketball. Ron, how's it going? It's going good, you know. Obviously, yesterday was <laughs> pretty crazy. Um 70 points put up, but uh, 52 allowed against an FCS team. So mixed emotions there, but obviously, you know, the defensive coordinator is already fired. So we're already looking towards next year and rebuilding that defense. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all dedicated on hoops right now. Got a nice Florida state team coming in. I'll, I'll be at the game with my friends and it should be a nice one. Yeah. Leonard Hamilton has really built a beast there at Florida state. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, um, they've really got something going on there. This is kind yep. of his, you know, his stamp on that program. He's had an amazing career before he got to Florida State, and now this is he's really, you know, kind of made it a Hall of Fame career now. Yeah, and now Florida State's a powerhouse in hoops. They They've been that way for factory, a few years now. Factory, just it seems yep. they have a, you know, a lottery pick every year on the roster. Yeah, exactly. It's not just good teams. I mean, they're they're producing NBA lottery picks each year, so yep. you know. Should be a tough game. I think the Seminoles are going to win it, but we'll see. We'll, we'll find out in just a few hours. They're putting it yep. right up against the NFL football with a 1 o'clock Eastern time start. <laughs> yep. But we've got um, you know 12 NFL games today, and uh, what, are you, uh, what are you looking at here early? Yeah, I'm looking at that Saints and Titans game. Um, I, I saw it somewhere. I, I can't remember the source, but I do remember reading – Teams coming off of four straight upset wins, and then the next week they're favored are one five and one against the spread uh, in NFL history. So it doesn't happen too often, but the times it has happened, definitely uh, it's good, a good spot to fade those teams. And that's the Titans this week, coming off four straight upset wins, and now they're favored here against the Saints. And everybody's riding off the Saints because of a few things, some injuries at skilled positions. You know, Kamara is going to be out for this one. Obviously, they're down to their backup quarterback, but. There's two things that I that I like the Saints. Uh, you know, one you can look at Sean Payton. He's an offensive mastermind. Uh, he's been able to make do with what he's got. You know, he knew Michael Thomas was going to be out from for quite a while. Now it looks like the whole season from the get go. He had to replace one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And and the Saints are still competing. Um, the offense looked a lot better in that second half against the Falcons. I think they're going to be able to build off that momentum and uh, play pretty well today with whoever's at quarterback for most of the snaps. And you look at the, the second thing, I think the Saints defense is still elite. You know, it wasn't the best week last week, but the Saints are still putting good pressure on the quarterback. They had, they have 10 sacks in the last three weeks combined. Uh, I think they're going to be able to put some pressure on Tennessee. Obviously, Henry's out. So, 
you know, the, I think the Titans run game is going to struggle and it depends on who's going to be quarterback. I, it looks like Ryan Tannehill will go at quarterback, um, but either him or Woodside, I think is going to get plenty of pressure on him. And I think the Saints are going to be able to keep this one close. I think it's a low scoring game. So getting any points is valuable in my eyes. So I'll take the three points. I think it's a field goal game and I think the Saints could win it outright. Joe, we saw Trevor Simeon throw the ball directly at defenders last week. Um, yeah. Not a great strategy um, in the National Football League. He's thrown to a spot, and that's all fine and well, but you got to look to make sure your guy is actually headed towards that spot at some point, at least in that general direction. Simeon failed to do that just like he did in Denver where he just basically yeah. throws the ball directly into the other player's chest. Um, you think the Saints turned that around today? No, I don't. I think he's going to continue to throw to the spot that the play was called at, even if his player is there or not. Um, I don't see him having a good day against his Titans defense that I think are going to be all over him. So give me the Titans for a big win. I think they beat them by at least a touchdown in this one. Yeah, I think, you know, when you, when we looked at, at Simeon and, and, you know, he's not a dummy, right? He went to Northwestern. Yeah. Those guys are four-year guys, and, you know, he, he certainly <laughs> – um, was able to get the starting job in Denver, um, despite there being a first-round pick, you know, in, in that stable of quarterbacks, you know, with him. But, um, you know, I thought that last week the loss was 100% on him. I thought it was 110% on him. It was hideous and um, inexcusable. I think it was one thing when they were unable to game plan against them the first, the first game, you know, and he came in. You know, and they didn't expect it when they, you know, the horse collared um, James Winston knocked him out of the game. So they weren't quite ready for him. But then last game, it was like the Falcons knew exactly where he was going to throw the ball. They just put a guy there. He just stood there and Simeon just threw it right at him. And that pretty much is the way that it, the way that it worked. And I just don't know if you can if you can overcome that in a week. Well, I, I think another thing is Simeon threw 41 times last week. I, I don't think that's going to be the game plan this yeah, week. 30, 38 of them hit defenders, you know, directly <laughs> well, square in between the numbers. You know, Sean Payton, I think, is going to have a game plan to where they're not going to put the ball in his hands too often. You're going to see some trickery probably. You know, And, and Payton, like I said, he's an offensive mastermind. I don't think he's going to be unprepared for this one. I think he he's going to go into it with uh, the plays that make sense, and, and I think uh, Simeon will just be kind of the – the placeholder for this one, but we'll, well see. The teams that have been riding high have not held up in the NFL this season at all. It's a crashing halt. I mean, this Titans team, <laughs> tough to figure out, right? I mean, they they uh, you know they'll go in and beat up the Rams in Los Angeles. They'll lose outright to the Jets. I mean, and that's pretty much the way this Titans team has been. But um, you know, I know you're going to the game today. You know, you said that, and you know, yesterday your Prairie View A and M just didn't fight the good fight there against Michigan. They didn't even cover the spread. I noticed that Michigan was shooting threes and dunking late in that game. And he, I mean, do you think like why is that sportsmanship considered different? Why do they get different treatment there? Because I don't hear anyone bashing them, but Baylor kicks a little field goal with three seconds left to go in the game, and it's like, oh my god. You know, against the bullies of bullies, right? I mean, the the Mister the the you know, believe me, when I was a kid growing up, Barry Switzer used to get off the plane in Miami. It's like, well, what's the game plan for this year? We're gonna hang a half a hundred on him by halftime and put the scrubs in. It's like that's what he used to say, and it's like, you know, so it's not okay to to punch them back in the face. I I don't understand. You know, what do you think of that? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, Michigan's obviously the darlings of college hoops. They were, you know, one of the big favorites other than Gonzaga to win it this year. So, you know, even against Prairie View A&M, which you got to give them credit. You look at the schedule that they've got. I mean, they play Oklahoma State today. They back to back against Michigan and Oklahoma State. They've already faced St. Mary's and San Francisco on the road. They got Texas Tech on deck after this game. So, you know, if Michigan wants to rub it in, good for them all they want. They barely covered the spread. It was only they uh, were laying 23 and a half. They won by 28, I believe. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't really, I, you know, when teams kind of dress up the score a bit, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, but, but they were, they were um, up by 24 shooting three. Yeah, you know? yeah I know. It, it's tough to watch sometimes, but. I think it's just it depends on the person. I know I know some people, you know, they can't stand it. They don't think it belongs in the sport. Me, I think it just comes with the sport. I think um, I've seen plenty of teams do it, and some teams go unnoticed. The smaller teams do it, and nobody cares. But since it's Michigan, you know, it can be on a big – and Baylor, the Baylor field goal, I think, is a little bit of a different story. I think, you know, that one – I could see why people would be upset. I could, but, I could I, see I why they, they would do coming. it. I could see why yeah, they would I, do it. They had it coming. They had it coming. Let's Oklahoma, let's so. look at the Baylor Oklahoma scores for the last fifty years. Oh yeah. I mean, let's yeah. look at them. I mean, there's going to be some seventy-eight to nothings in there, you oh, know, yeah. because that's what Oklahoma does. They're the bully, you know, yeah. and the bullies don't like to get punched in the face. It's like when Miami blocked the punt against Notre Dame, you know, and ran it for a touchdown up by fifty-eight. It's like they start crying, like you know, all of a sudden, like. Oh, you know, when someone does it to them, they don't like it so much. You have to run up the clock. It's a competition. It's well, this isn't a well. There's three okay, seconds. Let's take our foot off the gas. Well, there's three no, seconds. There's three three seconds. three three seconds left to go in the game. Up by you know twenty. <laughs> if I was a coach, I would have been calling a touchdown. I would have been like, let's get the touchdown. Let's just stick it to them here. How about like how That's about Aran- how about Aranda's explanation instead of saying, hey. You know, I'm the coach of this team, and that's my decision yeah. to make, kind of the way the Alabama coaches have always said it, right, at the press conferences. I mean, Forrest Gregg used to say it all the time. He's like, it's, I'm the coach, and that's my decision, and I stand behind it. Instead of that, that's he says, thing. well, it's one of the tiebreakers, you know, the, the, the point differential is one of the tiebreakers. He needs to do that. My son's team was up last night. Um, 55 seconds left. They drove all the way down that field. And got another touchdown. Yeah, why not? That's what you got to do. Yeah, you that's gotta... what you have to play like. I love it. Yeah, I I hate I hate the take a knee, set up the position for the kick. You know, right. I hate that stuff. That's like Chris Peterson he always punches it in. You know, it's like I I don't know. Yeah, personally, it doesn't bother me. I and I don't like when you know, say there's like a pick six on the last play and the guy takes goes out of bounds at the one yard line. I say you just punch it in because sometimes these are the only touchdowns these kids are going to get in their college careers. So well, we have a you know. we have a, one more comment here, and I'll let you go. But it says Ohio State passes the eye test. Do you think Ohio State passes passes any eye test at all? They've beaten <laughs> they've beaten no ranked teams right all season. They haven't beaten yeah, a ranked no. team yet. Yeah, they beat Penn I mean, State. The they beat Penn up, State, so. but Penn State has has what five losses now? That's the big yeah. win. Penn State was ranked twentieth when they beat them. Okay, so they were ranked, but now they have four or five losses. How do they pass an eye test? Where's the what eye test did they pass? The eye test that I saw was Oregon having their way with them in Columbus without their best player. That's that's really was the eye test. No, I, I don't know. I'm missing it. Well, they got two shots at the eye test coming up, and this next next week's a big one. You know, Michigan State's not going to go down easy. 
No way. This is a tough. This is you know one of the best games. They, the they should have beat Maryland by a hundred yesterday. I mean, they wrecked them. They scored a touchdown in the first five seconds of that game, and they never looked back. They were just like, oh, they're going to be depressed because of the loss last week. It was like three plays, eighty-eight yards. <laughs> it was like, I don't think so. <laughs> they're dancing. <laughs> I wish it was my canes doing that. Anyways, <laughs> what do you got for sale today? <laughs> well, uh, for sale, I got, you know, I kept it simple today for the NFL. I got my top three NFL plays in my Super Sunday trio. Um, looking like a 3 and 0 day. I'll take a 2 and 1, though. Those winning days I'll take. Um, looking for back to back winning days and a nice winning day in college football and the NHL yesterday. So um, check it out at Pick Dogs Premium. I hope you join me. And just a quick note I want to mention. And I've been telling some of my friends this. Uh, I've been keeping track of the SWAC conference in college hoops. As you guys know, it's one of my favorite conferences to bet on and just to follow in general. Um, some of my favorite teams in their Prairie View, A&M, Jackson State. But uh, you look at the, the conference, they played a lot of tough teams, and they, they scheduled some big Power 5 conference teams. They have, been, they have done very well against the spread this season. I believe they're 17-5-1 against the spread, even though they're playing these tough, tough teams. So check out the the SWAC. I've been putting straight bets on every SWAC team, and I've been coming up big with you know just you just gotta take the thirty points with Mississippi Valley State. Close your eyes, and you know they lost by twenty nine yesterday. So um, just check out the SWAC. Keep an eye on it. It's been a profitable conference. Gotta love this. Get your SWAC on. Mm-hmm. Get your SWAC on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Ron. And another the follow up comment here: Cincinnati can't even blow out weaker teams against the common opponents. They had very similar results. Tulsa and uh, Indiana, very, very similar results for both those teams. So Ohio State struggled with Tulsa, and um, they both blew out Indiana at Indiana. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what you're watching. Well, short memories when it comes to I guess it's the ESPN generation. They don't actually watch. They just watch what those idiots have to say because they have they have a financial interest in the game. It's like it's it's funny to see them change their opinions as it's piped in through their ear, you know. It's like, ah, well, <laughs> let's see see what they would have to say if they had to do if they were with us every week. But anyways, Ron is with us every week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you Tuesday, of course, with Joe and I going over some college football opening lines and opinions. Just a couple of those shows left. We'll probably squeeze in some college hoops while we got you there. So uh, have a great day and uh, enjoy yourself at the game. And, uh, you know, uh, probably make some good friends there. Should should be a good time. (laughs) Chomp, chomp. Go Gators. (laughs) Make sure you post some pictures. I can't wait to see I sure will. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Good luck. Well, that was Ron Romanelli, of course, uh, with us every week and uh, with us during the week as well. Also does, um, you know, a lot of write-ups at Pick Dogs as well. So uh, definitely uh, one of our guys, right? Yeah. You guys, if you're looking for his best picks, head on over to PickDogs.com. Let's see who else we got in the green room. We got a great lineup today, Mitch. I'm excited for the show. Yeah. Just trying to figure out who's next. I guess it will be. You could bring in Sean Murphy. Perfect. Do you want to do Sean or Al Ninos? How about Al Ninos? I got (laughs) I got him queued up. Al actually was I. Um. So 
confession um, here. I actually got Uh-oh. the time. I'm still <laughs> got the times mixed up. It's like I'm struggling because we don't change clocks here. So I don't, you know, I don't even know what time it is anymore. So <laughs> I don't know what time the show starts. So I rang everybody an hour early today uh, for the show. Yeah. So Al and Joe are the only ones that showed up. But it did happen. I was sitting here and I was like, oh, wow, did I like really miss uh, use my time this morning? Definitely. But uh, anyways, they set me straight in a hurry. And actually, it was so weird because I had an hour to actually like do stuff, like to just actually like, you know, it was so weird to like, you know, I was like, I want to get a new microphone. So I looked for my new microphone. I wanted to get this. And it's like, wow, I actually had time to like, look you know so cool good way to start your sunday man yeah, it was I'm so weird i haven't i never get like an hour like that to do that stuff but upgrading uh, the mic uh just more of the same i thought that was supposed to be a pretty good one this is a good one the high lpr 40 is is a great mic and i love it but i want to i just want to try this sure sm7b it's like it's a classic and you know i know everyone raves about it so i want to give it a shot so why not i use it you know so, treat myself. Hope you like it. Me too. If not, you know, I, if not, I'll have my high LPR. I still have my other one too. My, it's a good backup. Yeah, it's better great. backup than some teams have to put up with today. <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> speaking That's of which, a good point. <laughs> what, Love what, it. What are you looking at today in the NFL? Uh, not the prettiest game, but uh. We're looking at the uh, Broncos here hosting the Eagles, uh, coming off a very impressive uh, 30 to 16 win in Dallas, so in, which is their second straight win. Actually, um, they've played pretty well against the bad teams, except for that slip up in Pittsburgh. Uh, their other three losses, though, were against the Ravens, Raiders, and a three-point loss in Cleveland. So, you know, uh, not necessarily games they're expected to win, to say the least. Um, the Eagles haven't had the easiest schedule either, but uh, definitely would have wanted that field goal they opened at if I was backing them. Uh, this I don't expect uh, Denver to blow them out by any means, uh, but they do have the better defense, which is uh, probably their biggest advantage and the reason I'll be going with them. They did trade Von Miller away, uh, which was a huge part, piece of that defense, but uh, they really stepped up without him last week. and. Uh, think they really want to show that this defense wasn't all just about him and uh, I think they come out pretty strong again um, they faced a very talented defense uh, I mean sorry offense last week and I uh, think it's a bit uh, easier task this week so don't don't see them giving up too many points here um, they're still dealing with some injuries there though uh, it's not just a Von Miller that'll be missing but uh, again just expect the next man to step up and I think they play well and uh, I'll lay the point and a half here with the Broncos at home I think home field would be another huge advantage too it's definitely that time of year where we have where everybody has injuries to deal with Joe what do you think about this one Yeah, I'm completely with you on this one. I think this line is too low. I think Denver should have been favored um, by a lot more in this one. We're looking at a defense that is 
the difference. You're completely right. I think they're going to own the time of possession in this game as well. Um, I don't see it going any other way, but Denver getting a nice win here at home. They're 4-1 against the spread against losing records teams. And I don't believe in this Eagles team. 3-8 and eight against the spread in their last 11 road games. They're going to struggle today. Their defense is giving up 24.2 points per game, while Denver's defense is only giving up 17. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring, hard-hitting one. Yeah, the Sharps really got crushed last week on the Eagles. They got just busted up, you know, in that one-point spread against the Chargers, which didn't even make any sense either. This line looks a little light as well, and it's just not a lot of faith in the Broncos. I thought getting rid of Von Miller was one of those situations where it was a good move for both both involved. I think it was a good move for Von Miller. He's definitely in the second part of his career at this point, and um, being surrounded by those veterans with a team that has a chance to win now is is a great move for him and it's fair and he is one of the one of the better players to ever play his position and uh, it's always nice to see those guys to get another chance to to absolutely win i don't know with that quarterback exactly where they're going but i think that uh you know i think that you know for denver it frees up a tremendous amount of salary because this guy makes a ton ton he makes you know best ever money i believe so it will free up a ton of cap for them um, going forward. So I think that is part of it. The Rams, I don't understand. I guess at some point they will have to bite the bullet and pay the price. That's the way that this usually works um, with these guys. Von Miller makes uh, $17 million a year. He's at $70 million guaranteed was his last contract. No, Six-year, $114,100,000 contract is what he's sitting on. So at that point, it's kind of... Um, <laughs> you know, it's, they did have some money to play with, though the Rams, didn't they? I uh, well, apparently they apparently they do. Apparently they're more than we do. Um, but you know, the thing is, is you know he he's he he didn't obviously didn't fit in the plans. They didn't feel he was going to be the difference maker. And I think sometimes you got to give the younger guys the chance, you know, to to go in there and 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 replace. Obviously. You know, they want to win games. They're not going to trade away an opportunity to win games. But looking at the Eagles here, I just, you know, I, I'm not, I think that um, the the Rhaegar pick from last year actually, I believe, is not as bad as it looked at the time. And Devonta Smith appears to be a player. Unfortunately, they have a guy that throws the ball like I do, playing quarterback, and that's a problem, you know. It's like, you know, I think you or I could 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 do the same thing as far as the arm strength. I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts can run the football, but that doesn't really translate at the NFL level when you can't the guys that can the guys that are effective mobile QBs also have rocket arms. Russell Wilson, baseball player, Mike Vick, right? I mean, these are guys that can really throw the ball, you know, the guys who've been mobile. I love the, my uh, yeah, I love my mobile quarterbacks as much as anyone. But yeah, but this guy's good, got a rag arm. The, this guy's got yeah, a horrid, to throw the ball, yeah. rag arm. It's the so, dual threat part. That's the that's the big thing. Yeah, and uh, I can only imagine how how bad these throws are going to get in the altitude in Denver. I like the over and interceptions in this one. Joe, uh, I, or, yeah, they've turned it over quite a few times. So. Yeah, and it's like I, you know, in, out, in Denver, the ball will sail on you. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have that problem as well because he doesn't have any experience playing there. I mean, you look at his college career; he didn't play any games out in, in the altitude either. But, anyways, what do you got going on at Pick Dogs today? 
really liked uh, quite a few things across all sports. Um, just one college basketball play, but I do have a uh, seven-pack with my uh, three best NFL, two best NHL, and two best NBA bets. So if you want to check that out. If not, if you're just into one sport, I got uh, a couple different packages uh, sold individually as well. Uh, but again, this is uh, probably the best time to check out a long-term pass or a two-for-one uh, capper deal. Pair me up with uh, another one of your favorite cappers. What's, up with, sports going what's on. up with the Lakers? Is just a bump in the road or time to hit the panic button? Ah, it's too early to hit the panic button. And, you know, LeBron <laughs> still hasn't really played. But, uh, you know, uh, they didn't even come out as strong as I wanted to them to when he was playing. But, you know, it's still early. I don't think they're too worried about it yet. As long as they get in the playoffs, they think they'll have a shot. So it's probably looking like that kind of season. They probably won't be playing for first place. But, uh think they just sneak into the playoffs and give themselves a chance. Well, I think they tried that approach last year of sneaking into the playoffs and giving themselves a chance. They end up in the play-in tournament, yeah. right? And it's like that did not work out. I hope they do a little well better them. than that. But, yeah, I, uh, I think they realize that if they want to just get into the playoffs and have a chance, you got to at least be in that 4-5 spot. You, you know, if you don't want to be playing, you know, one of the big guns right out of the gate like that. I mean, the Western Conference, there's not going to be any gimmies, you know, in the no, West tough, this year. No. So it's a very tough conference. Yeah. All it right. always is. I mean, it usually is. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, of course, we'll see you next week right here. And, of course, during the week on the drive through Looking forward to it. And the drive through always fun doing both. So, yeah, enjoy the games today. And uh, see you then. All right. Best of luck today. Thanks. You too. That was Al Ninos. Of course, uh, get his picks over at PickDogs.com. That game in Denver is interesting, and I think the way the Sharps have been on the Eagles, especially last yeah. week and now once again this week, is just super interesting, you know, because the Sharps get on these teams, they get it handed to them time and time again. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've seen that almost every season they pick a team that they decide to get just woodshedded on every week. And this year, at least the last couple of weeks, it's been the Eagles. So it would be interesting no, to see them. Or, you know, because, like, last, maybe it's green because they, they were on the Jets, you know. It's like last oh, yeah, year. Good point. It's like, so maybe it's the color green. I'm not really sure. Yeah. You know, I'm not a sharp. You know, I don't pretend to be, you know, or anything remotely close. Um, those are the guys that get in early and move lines yeah. are the sharps. You know, not green normally does equal money, not, but I don't yeah, think today. Not, the, not the people following line moves. Those are called the sheep. <laughs> There's the sharps and the yeah. sheep. <laughs> the sheep are the followers. The sharps are the guys that actually yeah. make the bets and move the lines. But, um, Absolutely. A lot of confusion out there these days because of the amount of information that is available to us. But anyways, we are going to bring in Sean Murphy next on uh, on this one. Got a lot of people coming on. Of course, we're taking our our sweet time with everybody, so don't care. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's, these guys uh, show up, they do the work, and uh, they definitely all deserve the airtime. You know, winning and losing happens. You know, it's all part of betting on sports and, and especially being a capper where you have to show up every day. And it's like yeah. we all have hot streaks and we all have cold streaks and it is the nature of the beast. And some of us just have more hot streaks than others, you know, and that's just the way that it, that's just really is the difference. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you look at someone that hits, you know, hits 51% of their games and 55% of the games. It's really, you know, it's, it's, it's 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 three games difference, four Absolutely. game difference out of out of every hundred makes the difference between yeah. winning and losing. You know, I mean that really is as tight as it is. You know those the backdoor covers the you know the 
blown calls. Yeah, the blown calls <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's like, the, I mean. The, the knee re- at the end of the game when they could go over. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. The, re- the relief pitcher that comes in and yeah. gives up the solo home run when they're up by two and you're laying the run and a half, you know? Yeah. And then they, you know, he strikes out the next three guys. I mean, that's really, these are the difference makers. But anyway, Sean, welcome to the show. As always, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you folks doing this morning? Doing good, thanks. I noticed that you do a lot of Canadian football as well as NFL football. We don't have a lot of guys that cover the Canadian football. I know that you know Rod and Joe will occasionally give out picks on the um, on on our YouTube show um, in the morning or on our premium show, but we don't have anyone that really hits it in the premium area like you do. And you seem to have some pretty good success with it. Yeah, CFL. I've been covering it for a lot of years, and it's uh, it's actually been one of the one of my best money makers over the years. I find, I mean, uh, you're just not going to get those same sharp lines with the CFL. Uh, this year has been a little different. At the start of the season, we were getting, uh, we weren't even getting the lines until some days the morning of the game. So it's uh, it's been a little trickier. But we've also seen a lot of big line moves. Just kind of uh, the books just haven't had a really good handle on the CFL. It seems like this season more than others. Um, so we've been taking advantage of that, and uh, yeah, it's been another fairly good year. So, uh, so we'll try and keep that going into the playoffs here, which start in uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I know nothing about CFL, but I manually grade the picks when you put them in. I see like sometimes it's like <laughs> I have to like double check the score because it's like you're getting three points and you're winning by seventeen plus, and it's like <laughs> I'm not checking the right yeah, week. Not, you know, it's seeing, like. You're... You're not seeing a lot of games that land right near the number like you yeah, would in the NFL or uh, or other sports. They're just not even remotely close. Just, Maybe some totals no, once in a while are fairly close, but not those aren't even that close either. Yeah, and CFLs this season's been different. I mean, usually in the CFL you'll see totals. Most of them are north of 50, but, I mean, this year it's the scoring's been way down. Most of the totals have been in the low 40s, and just lately we've kind of been taking advantage of a, of a few low ones. But, um, yeah, the, the numbers have been – have been way off this year, but I mean, you can, it goes the other way as well. I've had some, I've had some games where I've uh, had a, had a team where they end up, you know, they're favored by three and they lose by 21. So it kind of works both ways, but hopefully we can land on the better side of those more often than not. Yeah, it's just, you know, the reason I brought it up, it's just one of those sports that not everybody follows, but I think we have a lot of people like me who are just, we just like to bet. So it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, if, you're, if, if, you're, sport, yeah. if you're looking for another sport and looking for some help, at least to get started, get pointed in the right direction, Sean's, Sean's CFL has been very good. But what do you got going on in NFL today? Yeah, so today I was going to talk about the uh, the Bills and Jets game here and, and the total specifically uh, – you know, it's kind of the, I'm on the over in this one. It's a little bit opposite of what I'd probably normally look to do because you look at the Jets, they're coming in, they've had five straight over results. Um, and you just kind of, you know, based on how they started the season, you, you wonder whether that's really sustainable. But but I think we all watched that game last week against, uh, against the Colts on a Thursday nighter. And, I mean, their defense is just a disaster right now. They gave up like almost nine yards per rush in that game. Um, today's matchup is a lot different. You know, they're not going to face a team that's going to run it down their throats. Buffalo is going to be looking to pass it a little more, but I, I just don't see how a couple extra days of practice here on the extended week really helps the Jets uh, defensively in this one. And you look at Buffalo, they're coming off that, you know, ridiculous 9-6 loss last week against uh, against Jacksonville. It was just, you know, totally kind of out of character for them that whole game. Uh, they still still were bombing away. You know, Josh Allen threw it 47 times in that game, but you know, six points to show for it. We know they're going to come out here this week and uh, 
and look to kind of take it to that Jets defense. It, it kind of sets up similarly to to way back in week one when they played Pittsburgh and, you know, the Steelers completely kind of held them down in that game. They scored 16 points, went way under the number. Next week they came out and faced Miami and put up 35 without even really breaking a sweat. So, so I'm not too concerned about the Buffalo offense here bouncing back. I think they can, I think they can rebound no trouble against the Jets. So the question kind of becomes whether New York can uh, contri- contribute enough to get this one over the total. But you look at the way they've kind of completely changed their offensive game plan now in the last few weeks. Uh, they're kind of coming out with more of a nothing to lose kind of mentality. I mean, they've thrown the ball what 42, 49, 52 times, and I know that has to do with playing from be- from behind a lot as well, but. They've kind of just thrown in the towel with their with their ground attack, and they're more concerned about just kind of slinging it all over the field. So, looks like Mike White's back in there here for this week. I don't see them holding holding anything back in this one. Uh, Bill's defense, you know, everyone still considers that that unit to be elite. I think they do bounce back here, but um, I, I just think there's enough enough possessions, enough plays for this Jets offense to put some points on the board. And uh, and you know, we're still looking at totals in the 40s here in these games, even though their last three games were you know, reach 67, 65, 75. Um, this has been a low-scoring series, but I think I think this number is just going to be too low today. I think it uh, finds its way over the total. Yeah, these games have been unbelievably tight through the years. Joe? This one, I don't know. I'm scared of this game, to be honest with you. We saw what the Buffalo Bills did last week. Um, just got destroyed against Jacksonville. Now we're looking at a Jets team that can put up the points. Um, this total of 48. I'm leery of like I was on the Buffalo Bills team total last week over 31. They didn't even come anything close. The one thing I'd be looking at um, is the Jets team total over 17 and a half. I think that's low. They're averaging right around that. I think we're going to see some mistakes by the Buffalo Bills in this one and the Jets being able to get over that 17 and a half. That's where I have more faith. Um, I could see Buffalo just hitting that under 30 and you know, their defense has been incredible, only allowing 14.8 points per game. But I don't know if something has me believing the Jets will get over that 17 and a half. That's the only way I can go with this one. I think, in you know, when we look at the Bills this season, and they are just a strange thing because they are so loaded, right? And it's like yeah. to see them come and lose to the Jags 9 to 6, and that's the, you know, there's a reason they played the games, you know, argument, right? But the, the Bills have now lost you know, three times this season, which is probably about as many times as they were picked to lose this season by some people, you know, overall. But when we saw them lose the other two times, they bounced back with super strong performances. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in this one because now they've lost two of their last three games, you know, when you look at this Bills team. And they, they, they do need to to right the ship and make a statement. I think it's going to be bombs away. I think I could see the Bills coming close to this total by themselves. This one yeah, is. the thing I like about what I like about Buffalo is on offense they don't really hold anything back. They're not the type of team that's going to come out and kind of grind away and just try and get the win. Nope. I mean, these guys usually, you know, you look at the way they they're, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They don't have much faith in their own ground attack here, other than Josh Allen running it. And I, I just think that's just the you know after last week six points against Jacksonville is just so pitiful. But you look at it, they still had over 31 completions, you know, well over 200 yards through the air. I just see this as kind of a perfect uh, bounce-back matchup because this Jets defense, again, is just – they've been getting kind of steamrolled the whole season. But last week – just what I saw last week in that game, it was just very 
very ill. They hardly even got a hand on Jonathan Taylor on a lot of those runs. So it was just, I just feel like this is a game where the Bills go off. We just need the Jets to kind of uh, chip in enough to uh, help the total along. All right. Well, what do you got for uh, premium picks as far as uh, today? Yeah, so today I've got uh, I've got four NFL picks up. Uh, three of them go off early in the 1 p.m. Eastern games. I've got my uh, division game of the month as well as my NFC total of the month. So those are the two big plays. Uh, last Sunday we went two and two on the premiums. So hopefully uh, look for three and one or better here this week. Um, NBA and NHL have also been really uh, doing well this past week. So we'll help to ke- hope to keep that going here today. I've got an NBA play on the uh, Spurs and Lakers total this afternoon. And I should have an NHL playoff for tonight uh, here shortly. So, so that's what I've got on the go today. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you again next Sunday. And uh, hopefully we have a nice winning day today. All right. Best of luck. Best of luck, Sean. Thanks. Sean Murphy, like I said, one of the guys that really, like, there are people that dabble in, you know, I, I always, for me, I like the guys that kind of like, you know, say, these are my sports and I'm going to, yeah. And then there are the guys that kind of, just, I'm just going to play everything. And all of a sudden this sport's on, I'm an expert, right? It's like, but it's like, he's one of the guys that really actually hits the Canadian league. <laughs> I mean, he bruises them, yeah. you know? It's like, I, I, that's why I brought it up. It's like, you, you might fly under the radar, you know, but it's like, I, I notice a trend there and it's called kicking some ass. It's a good trend. He's making the money. Yeah, it's that's a seriously sure. good trend to have. So uh, anyways, uh, got a lot of guys kicking some ass. I really hope the Buffalo Bills kick ass today. That's for sure. I'm not really sure they, uh, you know, it's like that series has been so close, but I could see the Bills doing it. You know, I could see them running one up. There's only been really one blowout in that series in, uh, in recent years, you know, so makes it, uh, makes it, you know, less than likely, but at the same time, the Bills have bounced back from, uh, from those losses really really well so uh we'll see if they're able to do it today but i could see i could see the bills scoring you know in the 40s on their own today against the jets i could see that happening pretty easily i don't have a premium pick or anything on that game that's for sure either do i no dog in that fight but uh let's bring in kevin thomas good morning kevin how are you doing oh great day guys great day Representing the Green Bay Packers today, Aaron Rodgers back in action. We're all big Aaron Rodgers fans here on this show. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyways, uh, you know, yesterday you said it wasn't a meaningful game for Miami, but watch, Manny Diaz will be fired at the end of this season after that finish. And uh, I'm telling you what, it's going to be a lousy year for me. I'm pretty pretty upset about it so <laughs> trust me on that i didn't do too good either to pick i gave out they had seven turnovers in the half first half i mean indiana just looked pathetic yeah i looked at my bets after the show and i had a i had a money i had a money line on Rutgers at plus 220 i didn't even realize oh, that excellent I pick yeah excellent pick. i didn't realize that i even had it joke Indiana just absolutely terrible this year, but the Ohio State win over them was miraculous. It was just really something special. The Cincinnati win by about the same margin, really just not impressive. Though. <laughs> I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I guess because one was on ABC primetime game and the other one wasn't. I'm not really That's sure. It. It's Kirk Kerbstreet was calling the game, so it makes it a bigger win. Not sure, but what do you got going on in the NFL today? Well, I'm looking at that Packers game, and I'm looking at the total as we get Russell Wilson back and Aaron Rodgers back. Now, we all know Russell Wilson is a Milwaukee kid, probably wanted to pay for, play for the Packers, probably had a Brett Favre poster on as well. So I expect a big game from him, uh, especially with all his weapons and stuff. And and they both play to each other's uh, weeks and strengths. Uh, Packers get back Aaron Rodgers, who everyone was bashing about him not being vaccinated and stuff. So anytime he gets bashed, it seems like his next game is uh, off the charts. I mean, you know, look at that Saints week one, how they got hammered, and uh, he just came out the next game and torched. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at that. But then if you – I mean, if you look at the over-under, we're getting 49 and a half, and, and I think it's because of the stats right there. Seattle one and seven cashing the over. Now you got to remember Russell Wilson played one and a half of those games. And the same thing with Green Bay, two and seven. Uh, Green Bay, you know, with Matt LaFleur, they like to run the ball, the little quick options and stuff, but they're averaging 24 points a game. They scored 24 against some of the better defenses. We got Arizona, Washington, Chicago, and then Cincinnati. And yeah, Cincinnati does have a good defense, and they put 25 on them. So Seattle, maybe the bye helps their defense, but. They don't have a great defense. They're not really that good. I mean, Wagner, he's a stud. But other than that, Aaron Rodgers can light them up. You got Scantling back. You know, him and Adams haven't played together in two weeks because Adams was out last week with the COVID as well, or two weeks prior. So uh, I expect big things from the this Green Bay's offense. And I think Seattle's going to go toe-to-toe with them because they need to win at three and five. And like I said, Russell loves playing in the snow. I think if he had his, I think if he had a choice, he would swap with Aaron Rodgers. If they wanted to be in you know, each other's teams, and I would take Russell Wilson. I like he's mobile and he's accurate, and he's got Metcalf and Lockett that scares me because our corners, as we did good against Kelsey in the Chiefs game, you know, we're good at bump and run with our tall corners, but we can't stretch the field, and Lockett's going to stretch the field, and Metcalf's a beast, so. I expect lots of points here. I'm looking at 51 points, but you can get it at 49 and a half. Joe, what are you thinking in this one? Packers and the Seahawks in the snow in Lambeau. Yeah, I'm a little worried with the total with the snow. Um, I know they're going to clean off the field. I don't know how much it's going to be snowing during the game. That's one thing I'd be looking at. Um, I like the Packers here. I think give me Aaron Rodgers, especially just like you said, Kevin, when he gets trashed, he comes out and has phenomenal games. I think he's going to have something to prove. I think he's going to shut down a lot of his haters, make them hate him more. Um because people either love him or hate him. We know this. But look at the Packers. They're 8-0 and against the spread in their last eight games overall. 5-0 uh, and against the spread in their last five games as a favorite. They're going to come out and do it again. I know Russell Wilson is back, and he is a great quarterback. Um, nothing against them. I think just the Packers at home are something special. I think I, I like both these quarterbacks. These guys are both guys with chips on their shoulder. It's something to prove every single week. Russell Wilson was a two-star recruit out of high school when he signed with NC State. Um, you know, this guy, third-round NFL draft pick. Aaron Rodgers, you know, passed on by his home team who picked who needed a quarterback, you know, and uh, ended up getting picked, you know, almost 20th in the NFL draft. Um you know, plays every game like he's got something to prove. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is the same. 
You know, so these guys, two of the best in the business and, you know, two guys that have the rings to show for it. So these guys know how to win. But the thing about this series that we know, the home team has won nine in a row. And uh, I don't know if that's going to change here today. So uh, for me, I think you suck it up, Buttercup, and you play the money line and just take the Packers (laughs) on the money line at home, you know, and say, you know, I'm not one of these big money line, you know, guys or whatever, but it's like, when you have a trend that's that strong, then you're basically the rest of the line turns into almost a coin flip for you there. Cause you have Russell Wilson who does play in tight games, but at the same time, you know, Aaron Rodgers also plays in blowout games and you know, what's going to happen, you know, when the Packers start leaping into the stands, we all know what's happened. They start running downhill and it starts steamrolling. The snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, but I don't know if the Packers are going to get the calls because the NFL is going to make the statement, you know, about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and, all that other stuff that we're not he's that also we're smarter than him or something because they're not right we saw him on jeopardy yeah. kicked everybody's ass right and, and you know so it's <laughs> it's like it's i love that they try and make him out like he's stupid or something it's like um <laughs> this guy did you see him on jeopardy it was like if it was a fight they would have stopped it you know so uh i don't i don't know it's uh it, it's 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 sad that that has to come into the game, but like I said, the home teams won nine in a row, and you know one of those games was uh, one of those games was the was the one with the referee, you know the where the with the substitute refs where the it brought the the regular refs back to work. It was that Monday night game, the uh, tape, yeah, the golden, golden the golden tape play, you know. Yeah. So I think Aaron Rodgers was sacked nine times in the first half of that game. Different Seattle defense. This should be a good one, though. This should be a good one. Well, the over is 8-3-1, and last 12 between these two. So I I expect that 49.5 to go over. I think it's going to be beautiful weather as they heat that turf up, you know. That grass gets heated up underneath. Yeah. I I still think when the snow's coming down, it's just, you know, in November at Lambeau, it's kind of like, this is football. Yeah, they're great games to watch, for sure. What do you got today at, at Pick Dogs? Oh, I actually have a game of the year, but you're gonna have to watch that because they just ruled out a couple players. I mean, I'm I'm loving my pick because I'm on the right side with the players they, they they're, they're ruling out. But I don't know how much that line has moved. But you can still get on my uh, three pack. Uh, my NFL three pack is full of some good winners. I'm 58 percent for the season. Like I've been saying, I've been there since week one, and it's week ten. I'm still on the leaderboard. 970 units, 58% winners. So you can't go wrong with the game of the year or the three pack. All right. Well, what we, what the way our policy works on, um, on games where the line has moved and you become a loser on the other side of it on one way or the other is you just email me, Mitch at pickdogs.com and you just, I hook you up with another pick. You just tell me what it is. Um, you know, and I just, I can put, I can put another package in your account or, or whatever the case may be, but we don't like the, the purchaser doesn't pay the price on the line move. You know, it's okay. like, that's just not the way that, the way that we do things. It's like, I think it might've been a point and a half, point and a half, two points. If yeah. It moved. I, like I said, I've been sitting there. I haven't been watching yeah. the, the I mean, line. Move it's yet. um, you know, 
the lines are, are um, they're not dynamic. You know, when the capper makes a pick, it's based upon the line that's there. We know that, and it's like if, if something happens and, you know, the line moves substantially and you end up on the wrong side of it by half a point or whatever, we, we make it right. So you just email me, Mitch, at pickdogs.com, whether it's guaranteed or not. Doesn't mean we guarantee non-guaranteed. It means that if it's a line where it looks, where it's graded, you know, where it's, say, the line's at 10, and, you know, the line goes to six, and they win by seven, you know, something like that, you know, where you're laying in the middle. Only fair. Yeah. Only fair. Exactly. But uh, anyways, thanks again for joining us. Um, we will see again. It's great to be here. We'll see you again yeah, next you. week. We got two more weeks of, of regular college football left. We got tons of college hoops on the way, of course, in NBA, NHL, college football bowl season. So still tons of action. This is This is the time. This is the best time the best time 30 day packages get yep. on board best really time. 30 day or yearly even you know absolutely we'll keep crushing it kevin um you're doing amazing out there yeah thank you all Good right luck. we'll see you next week kevin thomas um on the show that was fun it was fun. i always like having kevin on yep next we'll have jovan Burt on the show um we had that talk yesterday about uh, about Bo Nix, and uh, oof, I don't know. I I don't understand how Bo Nix. Uh, <laughs> it's like, how far does having your father, you know, play yeah. for the team, you know, be a legacy? How far does that? How how much grace do you get on that? You know, apparently um, a lot. Apparently a lot because. What we saw was it's uncalled for at the college. You know, it was what it was why I couldn't get behind Auburn, you know, and it's we see guys that have accomplished more replaced, you know. I mean, Oklahoma had no problem replacing Spencer and and no problem with it. And, you know, we saw Jalen Hurts be replaced at Alabama. You know, after going to the national championship game and, and winning the SEC title and all of those things. So it happens. Um, I'm not sure Bo Nix is, uh, you know, going to be there next year. Yeah. Mitch, is there anything in college um, sports where the sponsorship of the family makes a difference with these players on the field? Well, I think Patrick, you know, Bo Nix's father, Patrick, played for the team. And yeah. it's like, you know, he's Auburn, you know, it's a guy, you know, he's like one of the guys. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's just really tough, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury was fired at Texas tech as head coach. So anything can happen at these schools. If you don't win, you know, you're gone. Ed Orgeron won a national title at LSU two years ago. He's fired. You know, Manny Diaz, his father was the mayor of the city of Miami. He will be fired, you know, <laughs> after yesterday, he will be fired. Yeah. But you see a lot of nepotism in um, college sports, especially college football. So, yeah, no. well, look at Syracuse basketball team. I mean, how many Bayheims we got? But actually, actually, Buddy Bayheim, you know, to his credit, you know, he was burying those threes last year in the tournament. Became a star. Yeah, he was. But um, what do you got going on for NFL today? Uh, we're gonna look at this Atlanta Dallas game. Gonna go to Big D, and um, you know, we all saw it. Um, the Dallas Cowboys just had a pathetic um, offensive display. 
was essentially shut out. I don't care if they scored 16 points. You know, they was basically shut out. Those two garbage time, garbage time touchdowns don't really count. You know, but um, in this one, you you got to look at a bounce back performance by them. To, you know, to to have a um, that they they should have had a good week of practice. You know, with um Dak Prescott. You know, a week into or a week and a half or whatever into him coming back. You know, I expect a strong um offensive performance by them. You know, they're still number one in total yardage at 434.3 um, yards per game. And they should move the ball consistently against this Atlanta outfit who has consistently shown that they just can't stop offensive, good offensive teams from putting points on the board. They give up 27.5 uh, points per game. And, you know, the Falcons on their side of the on ball, they'll also move the ball against Dallas because Dallas is the 25th um team in the league in pass defense. And if they can't get if they can't get pressure on the quarterback, then their secondary is just worthless. That's a, basically just the um, simplest way to put it. You know, so I'm looking at a game, you know, not quite similar to last year's um comeback, comeback, um, comeback performance by the Dallas Cowboys when they when it was 40, 40 to 39. But I'm looking for some something similar. Both teams sh- might get might get to the third might get to the 30s. I'm really expecting um Dallas to hit anywhere from 33 to 40 points. And quite honestly, you know, um the Falcons should be able to get at least 24 points, you know, out of the um out of the Dallas Cowboys. So take the over. Joe yeah, I agree with Jovan. I like the over in this one. And I also like the Falcons with the points. I think this is just too many. I think what we're seeing out of Matt Ryan and the offense are going to be able to hang with this Dallas Cowboys team. They could even win it, in my opinion. I'm not completely sold on Dak Prescott being healthy. Um, I see him making mistakes week in, week out, um, not just last week. I know they have been winning so many of their games, but I think this is one the Falcons could actually take I think without the pass rush that the Cowboys, we saw what happens when when Gregory and you know obviously Demarcus Lawrence out. You know it's just not really the same team anymore. And as uh, as Jovan said, um, they the secondary is average at best. And and the way that the way that it works in in the NFL, and I say this all the time, is. You're not allowed to play pass defense anymore because of fantasy football, because of all the people that play fantasy football. They don't want to lose those people. So, which is why we heard all the whining on Thursday about the game, which I loved. But they had, um, you know, so the way that it works now is that you have these guys and they're called cover corners. And they, they actually, it used to be called man coverage, right? But now they call them cover corners and they get paid the most money of any, you know, next to quarterbacks, they make the most and there's there's about a dozen of them that are just elite at this. So what happens is everybody rushes, you know, on every play. It's just a blitz on every single play, and now they do what's called the run blitz, which was invented in Green Bay a few years ago, more than a few years at this point. They do the run blitz on every play, or just an all-out blitz, because you're not allowed to cover the receivers anymore. So the only chance you have is to rush the quarterback, so then what they do is they just throw the ball up and generally it becomes this prayer. And it, so you have, you know, these guys that can seriously run and jump playing 
receiver, guys like C.D. Lamb, and, you know, who's, right? I mean, this guy's crazy athletic, right? I mean, look at um, the Hollywood Brown, you know, it's like, or Tyreek Hill. I mean, you could throw the ball 100 yards down the field because this guy is the only one who's going to be able to run that thing down, right? So that's what they do. But when the quarterback's under, you know, duress like that, that's when, so a guy like Diggs, who's, who's a, okay, he's not that high level when, when the court, he all of a sudden becomes a, a, a good corner because the ball, these prayers are coming up short. So he's right there for the interception. But the problem is when you can't apply that pass rush anymore and the guy's got time to sit in the pocket. Well, all of a sudden, you know, it's Teddy Bridgewater having his way with you. And that is not a good sign at all because Teddy Bridgewater is a nice quarterback. He, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's better than most, um, you know, he he's not better than a lot as well. He's kind of he's good, but he's not. Wow, we got Teddy Bridgewater. You know, he's not middle oh. right, but he's good. He's not going to kill you. He's likely not going to carry you on his back either. You know, he's one of those guys, and he's 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 good. You know, it's like I would take him over <laughs> you know tons over like Goff or Hurts or any of those guys, right? But you know, he's. The thing is, is that he's not a guy that's going to pick you apart like Tom Brady either. And the thing is, is that Matt Ryan is. And without Gregory and without Lawrence, you can't get that. They can't get that pressure on the quarterback. So they're going to have to blitz. And that's going to leave people open. And like I said, this guy's a surgeon. He's going to carve him up. He's going to carve him up. I like I I actually played the extended line on this. And I play in the NFL. I don't play a lot of... Um, uh, regular point spread bets. I I played the alternate lines, and I took this one at the Falcons plus three and a half. That's where I'm at. I like it. So I think I think Dallas either wins by twenty five with the crap calls, or you know it comes down to a last second field goal one way or the other. Right. So how money gets paid. You gotta take you gotta take your shots in the NFL. That's what I, I, well, the NFL is a crapshoot all the way. So I only play, you know, I go through my bets with Joe when we do our halftime, before we go on there for halftime, yeah. it's always, you know, alternate lines every, every game. That's how I do it. That's how I pay for all this crap. That's how I pay for all this crap. That's how I do it. But uh, anyways, yeah, I think this is a real interesting game. And I think that was exactly the take that I had on it, is that Dallas secondary isn't very good without the pass rush. And Lawrence and Gregory, it's not it's not just two guys. It's doing two the better, you know. You don't have, you know. It's like you look at that injury list for the Cowboys, just a mile and a half long. It's a mass unit. It is. It's one of the longest injury lists in the entire league. Well, what else you got going on at Pick Dogs today? Well, you know, I got my show me the money um, NFL five pack, five plays that you know I keyed in on, and I liked. I liked throughout the week, and I liked more as the week went on because I like to hold out on on a, on a lot on a lot of um my plays, so I won't put my plays on early. Um, but this particular week, week, you know. Things progressed. Players, some players were out. Some players, you know, got ruled in, and it worked to my advantage. And I pulled the trigger on on these plays. And I think, um, like my guy, I, I actually don't have a lot of size. I have over unders, but they worked out for me. So, um, 
yeah, I have that five plays that I that I think are are going to be hitters, and um, you know, I I'll have um a couple on basketball plays momentarily. I have one already on there. I don't know if I'll, they'll be just um for longer term clients or I'll put them I put it out as a package. But you know, regardless of what I what I choose, it's all there. Sports chat plays and pick dogs, so come get it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. I was. That was a fun one. I like this format, you know, so I get a chance to talk to everyone, talk football. It's what I do. And it's like, believe me, if I had five, six hours to do it, I, I could fill the whole time. So matching today. So <laughs> oh, hopefully yeah. we're matching Absolutely. a lot of winners. It's, it's fine. Well, hope, hopefully no saying the winners fit with it. All right. So have a great day. Thanks again, Jovan. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. And, of course, on, during the week on the drive-thru. Best of luck, Jovan. Right. All right. Jovan Burtz was one of our uh, one of our cappers we got from our Become a Capper contest last year. And uh, we'll be starting a new contest on December 1st. We haven't put the rules out yet, but I know um, I'll get a ton of emails now that I've said that. How do I enter? How do I enter? <laughs> Instead of emailing me, yeah. follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. That is where the contest will be run. The rules, everything will be posted there. I promise. Under the Pick Dogs Twitter, you don't have to follow me, Betting Badass, if you don't want to. You don't have to follow Joe, but you can. A lot of people do. A lot more than follow me, that's for sure. And then, um, but follow the Pick Dogs um, Twitter and, uh, of course, uh, the Pick Dogs Instagram. And that's where the contest will be. The rules will be there. Everything, you know. And you can become a capper on a site and hang out with Joe Madden on Sunday mornings talking NFL football. Absolutely. That's how it happens. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see who we get. Yeah, I, I, I think with the different rules this year, I'm not sure. I think we have a lot of people that are interested, and I think we're going to see a lot of people. Um, I think with the rules this year and the way we're doing it, I don't know if we'll get as many people that are willing to do it, but – We'll see. You know, it's like the I think the people that will get entering the contest are the type of people that we yeah. want and the type of people that are going to last in this yeah. business and like our next guest, Big Al McMarty. Um, it's been around the block a couple times in this industry, but um, and we mean that in a good way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh, the only time you can say that in a good way. Well, yesterday he did the he did the full twenty four hour string getting ready for uh, college football Saturday. There he is. He said he had his NFL picks ready um, as well when he was on the show yesterday. So welcome, Mal. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm fine. I. You know, I, I guess I have to enjoy my role as the grizzled veteran, right? After you've passed fifty years old, you have well, to uh, I, embrace I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm with, you. I'm with you. I'm a dinosaur, you know, out there, but uh, you know, don't, don't have the record that you do to go with it. Unfortunately, just I just keep showing well, I don't up. Know about that. I just keep showing up, but you know, um, speaking of winning and losing, you know, it's like we all go through hot streaks and we all go through cold streaks. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been doing it, how great you are, how dialed in you are. You have the game that you know you're going to win. That's just, you know, all of a sudden, you know, 17-year-old walk-on kicker in a 35-mile-an-hour <laughs> crosswind, and it's like your whole candy capping just went out the window. Um, 
how do you handle these hot and cold streaks? I like, I mean, it's, it's hard not to chase, right. When you're cold and it's, and it's hard not to, um, you know, get overconfident when you're hot, right. It's, you know, I, th- I think everyone is different and I, I don't know how I'm, that's the most important thing. I mean, everybody is different. Everyone is wired emotionally differently. Um, I don't chase at all. I don't like, that's not my problem, you know? Um, uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think for me, if I get, you know, through a cold patch, I had a cold patch, you know, in September, I think you, um, you, you know, you, you might get a little bit depressed, right? You know, if, if games aren't going the right way, but I think I always, you know, and my wife will always remind me like, this is normal, it's routine, you know, it, you know, in a month, it will all be old news. And you just kind of just, you know, when you have criteria to select your games, I also think you need to have a methodology. And I, I have a methodology. So when games fit the criteria I look for, I release them. And I think that helps get you through any uh, cold streak because you just know, like, um, these are the games, win or lose. You know, if, if I'm seven and 19, my last 26, I'm still giving out these games. I'm not changing anything. So, so I, you don't I think, tighten up at all, Al, when you've had never. like a bad day, never tighten up? Okay. No. Or, or if I'm having a really good run, I don't force it either. Yeah. Um, but that, but I, I think it's really important for any young handicapper watching you have to have a methodology. You have to know why you're giving out a game and you have to write down the results of all your games. And then after each day, I think it's also prudent to go back and look at all the games you gave, you, you know, you, you bet on and ask yourself again, did I make the right decision or did I not make the right decision? Would I have released or bet on these games again? You, you know, and I, I do that every, you know, at the end of every day, I look at the games and, and I'm at the point now where I'm always pretty comfortable about what I gave out and I'm rarely, rarely, rarely ever saying shit. I wish I would have given out that player. I wish I wouldn't have given out that play. And it's not results oriented. I mean, sometimes, you know, you, um, you know, you, well, anyway, yeah, it's, I mean, every, every once in a while you might think like, I, I made, I made the wrong decision there. You might've had a good reason. It might be that, damn, I don't want to lay three and a half instead of three, for example. Um, whatever the reason is, but I, I, I think you just need to have a methodology and just go with it. Are you making notes for yourself? Like there was a missed field goal, bad call on the field, player went out injured, um, in the cases that you lost? Me never, because <laughs> I, I'm not watching the games to know there was a yeah. missed field goal or, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, uh, but you know, I, 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 you know, but every, everyone handicaps differently, a fundamental handicapper, yeah. you know, maybe making notes about players and stuff about, you know, things he overlooked or things he overvalued. So. Good to know. Thanks. No, that's good. Cause it's, and it's all, it's all good advice. And I think what, you know, the, the thing is everyone is different. I'm, you know, I'm my, my regular picks, you know, I know when I'm cold, I can normally stick with my system and it will, it will, it will pan itself out, out over time. It doesn't mean I'm going to have a winning year all of a sudden or winning month all of a sudden or winning day all of a sudden. But what it does mean is that the system I know over time and over the long haul, it works. And it's like, I also know that, you know, Joe Madden and I happen to be two of the best halftime pickers in the history of the game. So it's like, Hey, <laughs> so I got my second chance all the time. So 
think uh, I think we've hit more. Ha- I think I've hit more halftime winners. You know, in the last two three years doing this. You know, since they've had live. Um, I mean, I think it's easily been our most profitable thing. I mean, just Thursday night alone. I mean, crushed it again at halftime. So we don't hit. You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick story. This was probably maybe 1998 or so. This happened. Um, a very famous handicapper in the business and one who had a lot of success for over a decade when he called me up this one time, called me up and he said, you know, he was a fundamental handicapper and he called me up and said, his stuff's not working that year. And he wanted to know what I had from a situational and technical standpoint. And he wanted me to kind of give him, I guess, an education because he wanted to switch his methodology. You know, if you can believe it after having a lot of storied success, doing it a completely different way for over a decade. And I told, I told him, I said, you know, you're insane. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. I understand it's not working this year. I said, believe me, there are years where my stuff doesn't work either. I said, you just got to press through it and just stick to your own methodology because that's where you have success. You can't just switch from being a, you know, a fundamental handicapper all of a sudden to being situational and technical. I don't think that works at all because I think each handicapper has a specific skill set. And if you're good at something and if you've got a proven record doing it one way, then just stick to it. Even if, you know, you have a bad year, it happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with you on that. You know, if it, if it works, it works. And normally, well, I thought last year was a little tough for me, you know, without the fans in the stands, some of those sort of things. But, you know, I just made some bad picks and, you know, that, that's all part of it. But anyways, what do you got going on today? Well... I uh, had a decent day yesterday, um, either 10 and 7 or 11 and 6, depending on the number in one of the games. had a really good football day, 7 and 2, and I had uh, Joe's Buckeyes as my top play of the day, so hopefully uh, Joe rooted them home and helped out there. Um, today we're going to look at the Kansas City uh, Raiders game. I think this is an interesting game. I also think it's a game that you can, um, in good faith, make an argument on both sides, you know, whether you like Kansas City or, or whether you like the Raiders. I'm going to try to make the argument for Kansas City, and I'd like to hear what you guys think about the game afterward. If you, if you look at this number, I mean, you know, Kansas City's failures against points by now are very well chronicled, but it's also being baked into the number. And if you look at the last three years when they play at the Raiders, they were minus 14, they were minus seven, they were minus seven and a half. Now they're minus two and a half or in some places three. And then you look at the results of those three games the previous three years, they won 40 to 33, they won, but they didn't cover the big number in that game. Then the next year they won 28-10, they won and covered. And then last season, 35-31, they won, but they failed to cover. But of course, in all three games, if the line was two and a half or three, they would have covered the spread in each of them. So I am going to look at Kansas City here minus the points. And if you also look at what Kansas City's record is with these short numbers, when they're not favored by more than three points over the last several years, they're 21 and nine ATS, including 16 and three ATS on the road. So I just think we've got this number here, especially when you can get it at minus two and a half. I think the value is on the the Kansas City side. Um, It's not a premium selection. I don't love the play by any stretch, but I would take Kansas City before I would take the Raiders. Joe, Chiefs lousy against the number this year, but Al says uh, they could be the play here. He doesn't love it. 
Well, I hate disagreeing with you, Al, but I have to in this one. I think this comes down to what we've seen out of Kansas City so far this season. Um, I know that all the stats are saying to take them here, but I think when we look at this team versus a Raiders team that's had so much drama off the field and still has been pulling it together, um, I like the Raiders team plus the points. I was actually shocked they weren't favored in this one at home. Um, give me them as a home dog plus the points all day long with a sprinkle on the money line. I think they come out big. I think Kansas City has so many holes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Their offensive line isn't protecting Patrick Mahomes at all. And even when they give him that protection, he's not making the big plays we saw last year. So I can't get behind Casey at all. Yeah, this is. Yeah, a- I, I, would, I would also say, Joe, there's a lot of numbers on the, on, I, I still want to call them open, on the Las yeah. Vegas side as well. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say the numbers are on Kansas City's favor. I mean, I can make an argument for Kansas City, which I just did. I can also make an argument for the Raiders as, as well. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders losing to the Giants last week uh, certainly... Uh, they outgained them. They had turnovers. Oh, yeah. Um, well, there was a play, and we were, you know, Joe and I were on at halftime, so sometimes games start before we go back on the air. And there was a, a play in the game where I, I knew the Raiders had lost, and um, it happened early in the second half, and, and Carr had a play where he was scrambling. They were inside the 10-yard line, and he scrambled, and the first down marker was at about the 3-yard line or 4-yard line, and he slid at the 6, and something I never do, I just grabbed something off my desk <laughs> and threw it at the TV because I knew at that point they had lost the game. It was second down when it happened, that third down, incomplete pass, and then they missed the shortest field goal of the season. Um, right after that. So I knew when he didn't dive forward to get the extra yard, just to get the first down there, that they were done in that game. And that really was it for them um, at that point. So I wonder if he looked at that. You know, I just wonder if he saw that. And I'm going to guess this came up in the film room. You know, I'm going to guess it did because I, I can't be the only one that saw that. I mean, Joe saw it. Yeah, I mean, I had the Raiders. I, did. I was disgusted. I, yeah. I, I had a golf tee. I threw, it, I threw it at the TV. <laughs> what, what else do you have for us today? I'm going to look at another uh, game here. The Arizona Cardinals, they pulled a big upset last week. You know, I think each, you know, we've talked about this, Mitch. Each year there's that one team that gets you, you know, whether it's the Timberwolves in the NBA. Well, for me this year, it's the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. Like I, I've gone against them several times and I just, you know, they just keep getting me. Um, they were a five and a half point road underdog last week and they pulled an upset. Um, of course, today, you know, they don't have Hopkins. They don't have uh, Kyler Murray. So it's going to be a much more difficult road to hope. Uh, I'm going to go against them here and I'm going to take Carolina. When you look at how teams do off division upset wins when they were a plus five or greater dog in that division upset win, those teams, when they're installed as a favorite the next week, they've gone just 73 and 119 against the spread going back to 1980, including 10 and 26 ATS the last 36. So the most recent trend isn't good as well. I think this is just one of those situations coming up that big division upset win and now favored by you know more than a touchdown at home without their you know receiver without their quarterback i i don't want any part of arizona i'm going to take the points with carolina 
Joe Al not thinking Colt McCoy's due for another two of tw- twenty two of twenty six passing. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to have to agree with Al on this one. I really do think um, the Panthers can keep this tighter than this number um, is. I think everyone's going to be all over the Cardinals with all of the problems uh, the Carolina Panthers have had so far this season. But I think it's a tighter one than most people expect. You look at their offenses, and yeah. Um, Carolina is not doing as well as the Cardinals. Cardinals are one of the top scoring teams, but I don't think in this one without Kyler Murray that they get it done. Yeah, I think this is an under all the way. Back in um, early October, about a month ago, the Cardinals had a 17-10 game against the 49ers. I think this one is going to be a very similar game to that. A lot of field goals and a lot of – because Carolina's tough, tough defense too – their offense has kind of hung them out to dry the defense, but they've been able to hold it up. Unlike Washington, right, where the offense has hung that awesome defense out to dry, right? What are they, thirty second or something in the NFL? Washington, right? Who would have thunk that Ron, Ron Rivera defense? But I think that this um, Arizona um, defense has had kind of an easy go of it because the offense has been so good and they've been you know not on the field as much. So I think that. Um, I think this is one of those games that's probably a lot of action between the 20s and some field goals. So I like the under in this one too. Yeah. Have you, have you had a chance to look at the current number this morning? For the under? No, no, no. The the side. Is it the still? No, it's dropping a little bit, but it's still over. It's still more it, it than did, a touchdown. I'm just look, pulling it up right here. Yeah. It didn't last night when the news came out. I see nine, nine and a half, seven and a half at that Chris, which is having some really oddball lines this year. Yep. Eight and a half at DraftKings is the low, and I see a ten. It just was. It just was a delayed reaction. I thought last night it would have dropped to where it is now sooner, you know. But for several hours last night, it was still ten, ten and a half, and I didn't quite understand like what's going on here. Like they've already announced Murray and Hopkins aren't playing. Like the number's still ten, ten and a half. I didn't get it. Yeah, the at um, least at least it's moved. Eight at Fanduel. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of all over the map. Yeah, we might we might see some upsets. You know, through the first several weeks, there was just that one upset. The Giants, New Orleans, where a team was a seven-point or greater dog, and they pulled an outright upset. Now, lately, the last couple of weeks, we've, been, we've begun to see what we know and love about the NFL, that these, you know, ridiculously, you know, big underdogs win the games outright, like we saw on Thursday with the Dolphins and Ravens. And there's several opportunities today for that to happen as well. So... It uh, could be a fun day in the NFL. You think that in some of these injuries, a um, little overreaction? I mean, the Lions are still on the road at Pittsburgh, and this line's down. I see five uh, and a half out there. Yeah, no, that's not an overreaction at all. <laughs> um, well, Mason Rudolph no. is terrible, but Jared Goff is worse. And you got Dan Campbell against Mike Tomlin, which is a coaching mismatch. As well. I, I, I think there's a. I think Detroit's a live underdog today. To win. Oh, yeah. To win. Yeah. All right. Detroit's not going 0-16. They will win. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day, they they, they got the Bears at home. Sure, 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 sure. We've already circled that that as their win. (laughs) They might win. They might win today. I wouldn't be surprised. I I would be absolutely shocked if Pittsburgh didn't drill them. (laughs) I would be... (laughs) 
because it just seems like I, I don't know. I think that we see this overreaction. I do we do a we do a lot of these shows. Like I mean tons. And to me, I think the injury out the injury with the player out is one of the most public reactions out there. We saw it yesterday in that Jazz yeah. Heat game. But that's, but that's not why out. I think Detroit's a live dog. I thought Detroit was a live dog even with. I Robinson. thought with the points, I th- I liked them. I liked them before at the eight and a half, before the injury I, is where I liked them at least to cover. But I I don't like them here because now it's like the world is on them. You know. I don't think the world's on them. The world would be on them if they kept the number at eight and a half. That's the day. This is an adjustment in anticipation of what people would do if they didn't adjust, right? So all the sharps, if you don't adjust the number, all the sharps would, of course, take the you know lions plus the eight and a half. So you move the number. That doesn't mean necessarily that people are on. Seventy four percent of the money is on the lions in this game. Post today, and seventy six percent of the money line is on the lions. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of money on a bad team. That's a very, it's a lot, but I mean, who in the hell knows where this data comes from, but it's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's one like, of the reasons why I try not to look at that data. Yeah. Mason Rudolph is so bad though. I mean, he is, he might, yeah. he's, he's not even the best backup on that team. It's like, I, I don't understand how that guy's still with the varsity. I would have cut him in the preseason. I don't understand how he's even in the league. He I do not like stinks. him he just at stinks. all. Yeah. It's offensive. I haven't seen quarterback play that bad since Bo Nix yesterday. Anyways. <laughs> uh, what else you got for, for us at Pick Dogs today? Oh, I've got, I've got lots of stuff over at Pick Dogs. Um, as I mentioned, a decent day yesterday in football, especially seven and two, hit most of our top plays. Today I've got seven selections in the NFL. I've got one play in the NBA, one play in hockey, two plays in college basketball, so 11 plays across the board including my NFL game of the month for November. So it's a pretty uh, good day um, today. I know my NFL game of the month is not on the Detroit Lions. People don't have to worry about that. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good play. So I, I, I would advise people to get on board. Yeah, I th- you know, um, I, I know, you know, with college basketball starting, it's like we're all on overload. And I noticed, like, you know, I don't – I noticed yesterday you were the – I think you were the only one with me on Belmont, which I thought was the easiest game on the board yesterday of any sport of any game. You know, how, how dialed in are you on college basketball this season? You treading lightly? Are you going to, you, you, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I look business for early, it's business as usual early in the season. There are certain situations that I look for, um, uh, but I don't make them big plays or anything. Not until, you know, Christmas probably will have a big play in college basketball. Just kind of tread tread lightly as far as the strength level of the plays go. But I'll have plays if certain situations happen. Um, I can't believe I don't know if you guys talked about it, but I, I thought the Ohio State Buckeyes were by far the best play on Saturday's card yesterday. I mean, I, I don't know what the rest of the world was doing with that game, but I thought Ohio State was as good a play as you're gonna, you know, find yesterday. For basketball or football? No, football. For football? I, I, yeah, Brian yeah. gave that one out. Yeah. yeah, I was scared of that one for sure. Just because um, a little bit of bias being a Buckeyes fan, I was worried uh, of taking them. So congratulations on getting that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just. I, I think that narrative about Purdue being the you know the giant killer. I I, I think Ohio State decided to write its own narrative there. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I thought that was a pretty obvious play. They weren't the giant killer against Minnesota at home this year. That's for <laughs> sure. But uh, anyways, yeah. thanks for joining us. We'll see you next I'll Saturday. Talk to you next week. And of course, thanks, uh, guys. on Good the drive through. Thanks for stopping by. As always. Okay, I'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck as always. Yeah, best of luck, Alan. Thanks for all the added information today. Uh, thanks, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. That I was, know. That was big, Alan. Morning. Wealth of information there. A lot of good. Yeah. Um, a lot of good points that he brought up about um, about like you know how to handle those hot and cold streaks. I mean, they yeah. they come and go, man. They they do, and they they hit hard, and you know. They, it the worst to me is when you feel like the cold streak is over, and then all of a sudden you get backdoored, you know, <laughs> like with a, a really horrible beat on top of it, and it's kind of just like where does it end? And it just seems like a waterfall, you know, an avalanche of them coming on you. But you know, it always seems to end, and then you know, you always seem to come out of it. Well, I always, um, what I would always do is go to Vegas. I would just stop what I was doing. I would just get a trip to Vegas. And people would say to me, like, in the show and stuff, stop what you're doing, get on a plane, go to Vegas. And I would do it. Yeah. And it would always work. So, uh, don't. Well, there was some Mondays I was known to sit in the pub at 10 a.m. and have a drink because my Sunday bets had gone that bad. Well, but I haven't done that in the last year. <laughs> we know what Chris likes to do um, when, when he has uh, a bad day. What is that, Chris? McDonald's. McDonald's. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had to Mackers, hey? Slow, slow, painful death. Yeah, no. <laughs> and nothing, nothing, nothing a Big Mac, Big Mac can't fix. Got a, no. a comment here that Rudolph is better than Goff. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't Neither know either. <laughs> Be a We're really game. digging deep there. I'm not really yeah. sure about that. Oh, Rudolph! I can't even look at him. He drives me insane. Yeah, he's he's god awful. <laughs> he is terrible. But Roethlisberger hasn't been great this year either. He hasn't. No, he hasn't. That line opened at ten. It was eight and a half quick, and then um, it's down to uh, five and a half. But Chris, what do you have going on today? Well, I think it's very topical that you bring that up because this Lions and Steelers team is the one that I'm talking about. You know, the news was, you know, obviously yeah, about Ben Roethlisberger being on the COVID list. But, you know, even even though the, the Steelers had won uh, four straight coming into this game, I haven't been overly impressed with the Steelers for much of the season. And, uh, you know, you look at, at the Detroit Lions, 0-8 on the year, but they've been competitive in, in a lot of those games. And, you know, yes, they, they were blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles in their last uh, last outing and, and probably what was their, you know, most winnable chance of, at, a, at, a, at a game, you know, heading into that game. But, uh, you know, I think that this is a good spot as well. You know, like you said, Mason Rudolph, you know, not the ideal backup quarterback if I'm running an NFL franchise. And, you know, the Steelers here just haven't been able to really – do all that much in the favorite role this season when they've laid at least two and a half points this season. They're 0-4 against a number with a pair of outright losses. And, you know, I just think that this is a spot where the Steelers can't make up for that one extra injury, which is the biggest one, I think, to Ben Roethlisberger. I think uh, 
Jared Goff puts his best foot forward today. I think the Lions defense shows up, takes advantage of a, of a banged up Pittsburgh team. And I think they get the outright win here. So you can take the points if you want, but I'm going with the, with the Lions on the money line in this one. Money line, Jared Goff and Dan Campbell. Goff on the money line. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chris. I don't know. I'm not taking a side in this one. I don't like um, Mason Rudolph. I don't like Jared Goff. I think both of them are going to have a hard day. I think we'll see the defenses step up more than anything. I am kind of concerned on this total, though. It has dropped down to 40 and a half. Liked it better around the 43, 44 mark. It's it's going to be one of those games. I can see both quarterbacks making mistake after mistake. Um, I think it goes over if the defenses can capitalize, get some defensive touchdowns in this one. I'm totally on the opposite side of this one. I think the Steelers, I, originally, I was going lines with the points. Originally, I, I thought that that was the play. But I think yeah. now... I really, really like the Steelers, and I like them at the light line, and I'm going to probably push this thing up to 9.5 or 11.5 if I can um, and, and grab the value here. I think that um, you know what you see is, is and what you would expect is that the public is all over the Lions in this one because Ben Roethlisberger is out. Ben Roethlisberger is out. He's been terrible this season. I got news for you. He stinks this year. He's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion, several times over. Controversial calls in, in one of them. But, you know, he is, what, three-time Super Bowl champion, right? I mean, this guy has done it all. There's no reason for him even to be playing the game anymore. You know, he's been injured so much. But this is a way overreaction. At the end of the day, you got a Dan Campbell coach team with 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 Jared Goff playing quarterback at Heinz Field on a Sunday in November. Good freaking luck. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm laying a bundle. I don't care. This is a I statement game for this. This is a game we what we saw a couple weeks ago when the Sharps were all over the Lions. 44 to 6, the Eagles and and what's it hurts. Jalen Hurts looking like, you know, Daryl LaMonica throwing bombs down the field on them. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, all right, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But, I don't. Uh, but I don't I see it. I think it's the best way to go. I don't see it. It's still the Detroit Lions at Heinz yeah. Field on a Sunday in November. This is bad. This is a bad day. You, you don't, what, you think those calls that the Steelers got on Monday night were just for the hell of it? They want, the NFL loves when the Steelers are good, man. They're one of the most popular teams. You ever go? I mean, you've been to the sports books in Vegas. You see what it looks like on Sunday: Steelers and Packers. Everybody, yeah. Cowboys, Steelers, Packers. But yeah, I'd say Steelers and Packers even more popular, like among those, than the Cowboys. Yeah, the amount of jerseys you see in the sports book oh, too. Crazy amounts. <laughs> crazy amounts. Yeah, I just refuse to get behind golf. Refuse to. Since when? I thought you liked them. Since the last time he screwed me over, oh. <laughs> there was oh, last never week. getting behind him again. Last week. <laughs> what was it? Two weeks ago? Two weeks Feels ago. Feels like a year ago, but must have been two weeks ago. When you took him on the money line in that. our office pool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was like, I forbid you to take the line. She's like, <laughs> well, see, that was the, the problem. You forbid me. And I was like, oh, hell no. No one tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot take the line. 
<laughs> Never forbid me. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Oh. Don't take that. <laughs> Let's go through all my... <laughs> Don't take the chargers. <laughs> Try me. Runs in my family. Got it from my mother. All right. <laughs> what do you got going on today at Pick Dogs, Chris? I was going to say, Mitch gets co- Christmas cookies with bites taken out of them. So I was going to get a Jared Goff. It was a, it was a mound. Sent to her for Christmas. It was a ball of cookie. It was delicious. <laughs> you just had to pick at it over, over a week. You'll eventually find the good stuff in the middle. But uh, now today I got a little bit of everything for everybody. I got some college hoops on the board, some NBA, or if you're just looking for NFL, I got my shotgun Sunday three-pack, you know, three plays on the board that I that I really like today. So and we're going to hope to keep our uh, our winning ways going into next week. We're just going to try to keep the momentum going. It's been a rough uh, last couple of weeks, but I think we're starting to see the tide start to turn. So definitely jump on board. You know, a lot of people jumped on the, the long-term passes. It's going to be some of your best value. All the sports starting to bleed together, and this is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck, especially heading into the holidays. So definitely check that out over at Pick Docs Premium. True story. When I met up with the Rufalo in Vegas, the guy shows up with a bag full of candy and, and chips. It's like, what's in the bag? That's candy and potato chips. He's walking, walking around the like Vegas it. Strip with a bag of Smarties and, co- and uh, coffee crisps. <laughs> Out of context, if you say that I show up with a bag of candy and chips, that sounds really bad. <laughs> it, it happened. It, it, you can't make this stuff up. It happened. <laughs> I like it. All chocolate kind of candies, or did you have some gummies mixed in nope. there? Smarties and uh, what was the other thing? Coffee crisp. Good I like stuff. it. Good stuff. Uh, they didn't. They didn't go to waste. That's for sure. I was going to say, and Joe, if you ever go to Pepper Mill with Mitch, don't try to order the fruit cup. <laughs> okay. Story behind that. Doesn't like the fruit cup. It's just a long day. <laughs> it turns into. <laughs> Love it. Don't order the fruit cup. I'll add it to my notes. All right. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Of course, we'll see you during the week. And, um, you know, Chris is going to start doing some college basketball videos along with the hockey videos that he does at Pick Dogs. We're going to try and figure it out. We're just going to try and the idea is that we're just going to try and cover more games. I can't get to them all, you know, and it's like I, I can like I can get to a good amount. But I can't get to the amount that I want to do. It's like tomorrow there's 11 NBA games, but then we have a ton of college basketball. Not all of them are mainstream games. So it's like I know Chris doesn't just follow the mainstream, so I know that he'll be able to take a few of those off my plate. We don't have, we're not going to cover them all, but we're going we're gonna to try and get, you know, have Chris at least do a few a day to add in to what we're doing. So I appreciate it. And, uh, of course, we will see you uh, tomorrow on the drive through Absolutely. We'll see you guys then. Chris Ruffalo. Have a great day. Taking the Lions on the money line. He's brave. He's, he's been taking these big money line dogs on the show um, all the time. So, yeah. uh, what do we have? I don't I see anyone it. in the green room. Everyone leave. They all left. We have Brian and Rod. <laughs> And uh, they're gone. Oh, interesting. Well, hopefully they um, call back in here. I'm not seeing them in the green room either. Huh. Me just. Do you want me to send them a message? I think send they. Them a message? I think they know they're supposed to be on the show. They were on there, right? <laughs>
whoa. Now I just hung up on everybody. But um, anyways, we'll see what happens here. Sorry about that. I kind of lost everybody right in the middle of the show. Sorry, Joe. That's okay. I lost you there in the show, but I see Rod is back. So um, let me, uh, let's, oh, we lost you on this one. Hang on a sec. Let's see if we can get you back. I hit the hang up button on the Skype trying to <laughs> trying to hit You're the chat. Like, Rod and Brian are not here. Get trying, bye, Joe. <laughs> no, no, I I <laughs> hit the I hit <laughs> I hit I hit I tried to hit the chat button to to send everybody a message, and I Sir, hit. Tell me how and, you really feel about me this morning. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I I who calls you at nine a.m. I did. <laughs> just you, just you. <laughs> who who was ready to go? Who was chomping at the bit? Yeah. I love it. Who's going to do six shows with you today? I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited for all our shows today. I can't wait for Halftime, Mitch. They are my favorite shows. Yep. And we've got Rod with us now. Rod, welcome. Let's see. He's muted. Morning. Morning. Got uh, NFL action. Kicked some butt in college football yesterday. You've been on a heater. And uh, that's always a good thing. They don't last forever, so we enjoy them while we have them. And, uh, you know, definitely makes up for some of those the rough days. It's it's fun when you're on the heater because you forget about the bad days. They had all those bad beats in those months where it's like, just, you know, it's like, how am I going to crawl out of the pit? But, um, yeah, Rod has been Rod has been red hot and, uh, you know, kind of carrying us. But, yeah. Um, of course, NFL Sunday, one of the toughest things that there is. That, that you know, so hopefully you can carry it into today. Um, wh- what are you, um, what are you looking at today in the NFL? Well, looking at, we'll start uh, one for you guys. Then we're going to go with the uh, the Colts and Jags game. Uh, I don't think anyone's talked about this one yet, so uh, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags here. Uh, Bitless probably in the background going, yeah, I think the Jags, <laughs> Jags, 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 as you would say. I still don't but see him on me, the show. I don't know where he went. I, I don't know where he went either. But anyways, I think that's just, it's too many points. And historically, you look, um, Jags are 10-1-1 one, and one, the last 12 meetings um, versus these Colts. Um, they always come to play in these uh, this spot. I'm, uh, it's a little voice in the back of my head that says, hey, remember this spot? They always give it too many points. <laughs> So for me, it's like this Jags defense has come to play. We've seen what they did last week to the Bills. They shut down that uh, their offense, and uh, we know what Wentz does. Wentz is good for uh, a good INT right in the middle of nowhere to get you a backdoor cover when you want it. So uh, for me, I'm going to take the Jags here plus the points as uh, the underdog here. And this, I think it's just too many points. I don't, I don't trust the Colts and Wentz with that many points. Sure, they did it last week, but uh, and they are 4-0 against the lower, weaker teams this season. But uh, for me. I think it's just too many. This Jags D has stepped up, and uh, Jags are slowly getting better week by week. Joe, give me the Jags there, plus the points. Urban Meyer, one of my people. I'm not, I'm not oh. buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I think the books are trying to trick you here. Take the Jags plus the points after what we saw them do to the Bills last week. There is no way I'm going to touch the Jags. Give me the Colts minus 15. I think they come and get a huge blowout. <laughs> I I don't see it right. Yeah, I would I take the Wentz, Colts so I don't minus see the points, but yeah, I think they win this at least over two touchdowns for sure. All day, twice on Sunday. There's Ta- no way this Jag team sucks. 
Tough to go against the guy in the heater, though. <laughs> it's tough to go against it. The... It is. But I know. you look at the Jags, they're one and four against the spread in their last five games after win. They don't come out and win after. No, no, they got, cr- they got they crushed. They don't they just won. they don't just yeah. lose either. They get absolutely yeah. destroyed. And the Colts actually have that extra um, three days of rest to heal those those bumps and bruises. And we know that um, we know that the Jags to get that nine six win. I mean, they left it all out on the field in that one. So. Oh, absolutely. They're not hanging with this Colts team. The Colts can put up the points. The Jags still can't put up the points. I'm, I'm not buying it. I like. That. I think this is a trap. I think under 47 and a half, and I think it's, you know, that's going to be tight with that. And I think it is it is the Colts going the bulk of that. I could see some. I could see the Colts getting some defensive scores in this one. Oh, absolutely. Trevor Lawrence can throw a good interception every once in a while. Rod, you want to do another game? So We're wins. waiting for Brian to see if he shows, see <laughs> so if Brian so, shows up. Soaking wins. <laughs> Way more faith well, than that. Well, they're both, they're both the, neither of these guys are going to uh, carry on. Yep. Well, I see Brian is back. He looks like he's on his phone. He had a, he must have, his computer must have I rebooted. Probably. Do you want to do another game or you want to pass it over? It's up to you. I can give you a quick, quick hoops play uh, for me. I like, uh, we got the Gophers here versus Princeton, and uh, the Gophers up to a start here. But uh, I'm going to take Princeton. Uh, I'm going to take Princeton on the money line over the Gophers because the, they just barely scrape by that last uh, their last matchup, and uh, everybody's going to hump up on Minnesota in this one. And uh, Princeton looks solid. They got a, they got a solid team uh, on the court, and uh, I think they got a shot to outright them today. So uh, give me Princeton on the money line over uh, the Gophers uh, in college hoops. Joe, have you looked at this one? No, I haven't. I, I, I get like, so wrapped up in football coming into the weekend, so I will be doing more college. Wrapped up in it all, I go crazy. I love, the, I love this loaded football. It's this time of year. You got to go crazy. You get to yep. You got to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm treading lately. I haven't released any uh, college basketball yet. I've just been betting it personally myself. I'll be releasing it in the next week here. So. Nothing like wrong with that. There's late. a lot of games left to be played. There is uh, <laughs> literally thousands and thousands of games left. So plenty of college basketball it's left on the table. More games <laughs> I did a video on this one. I took Princeton as well. I just think that, you know, in the Ivy League for me, it's either Yale or Princeton. I think Yale might be the better of the two uh, of those two teams. Yeah, we didn't see Princeton play last year, but they definitely picked up exactly where they left off. I think the thing that Princeton can do to teams, and I think Yale does the same thing, but not quite as well as Princeton even does, and even though I think Yale, like I said, is the better team. I think they just have better players. But Princeton can really change the pace of the game on you, and you could want to run if you want to. You can try it you want all day long. These guys are going to slow it down, and they're going to, they are going to dictate the pace of the game. And I think it's going to frustrate Minnesota because at the end of the day, this Minnesota team is not that talented. So I think they're going to struggle here. I like Princeton as well on that one. Rod, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Well, we're off a great day yesterday. Uh, went five zero and one in college hoops, or two and zero in college hoops. Five zero and one in college football. We crushed our uh, top play of the day, uh, game of the year with Baylor. Uh, this week I got uh, I got my ten star AFC game of uh, the week up there, along with four other uh, solid Sunday uh, bets in the NFL. So you get my Sunday uh, big Sunday ticket in the NFL, or I have a three-pack of my top play in the NHL, college basketball, and college 
uh, and the NBA. So uh, NHL, college basketball, and the NBA. I got a nice little three-pack there. Or you get my five-pack of NFL over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium. We'll see if we can keep uh, the streak rolling. Feeling good. Feel All right. Good. Rod has been red hot, so be sure to grab those packages. But uh, Rod will see in a couple of minutes for the premium and VIP shows. Sounds good. All right, that was Rod, and I see Brian is luck, back in the green room. It's uh, he's you like it, Mitch. He, I'm slamming the Colts. Wentz is missing the birth of his kid. Are you kidding me? You're telling me this quarterback's not going to come out guns a blazing today? I'm, I'm sound hammering good. Colts now. That is uh, that that's that's dedication. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, the, the thing about the Colts I mean, just mine will, mine will be somewhere else. The Colts the Colts have um you know, they have they they've they they've had a rough start to the season. So they they have to win now, you know. It's like they don't have Absolutely. those that cushion anymore. To uh, the Jags. Give me a break. It's the Jaguars. Speaking of Jaguars, um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that name for him. Bring in Brian. Yeah. Let's see if we can find him on here. I, for some reason, I always have trouble finding his name on the um, on the roster. I should put these in alphabetical order or something. That would probably Just help. Just look for Sharp. It says, <laughs> I don't think that's what it says. <laughs> it might say something <laughs> besides your name, but I don't think that's Shithead, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Starts with an S, one way or the other. There you go. <laughs> you guys hit that thumbs up for Brian coming on in. Oh, um, NFL Sunday. We are at the midway point of the season. This is kind of like now we have a lot of data under our belt to really work with, but I don't think we've seen any solid consistency from anyone out there. Um, we've seen, you know, teams like the Titans go out and beat the Rams, and we've seen them lose to the Jets. Um, we've seen them beat the Bills, right? And lose to the Jets. We've seen the Bills, you know, beat the Chiefs and lose to the in, in Arrowhead on a night game and then lose to the Jaguars. And then we've seen the Jaguars lose, you know, 31 to seven against Geno Smith, you know, and beat the Bills. So see the Dolphins, you know, get slaughtered by everybody and beat the Ravens in a no doubter. So that is the NFL. That's the reason they play the games. I apologize to everybody for my technical difficulties today. My my, I forgot to plug my computer in yesterday, so it didn't have enough power to make it through the show. So it's all me. But I love Rod's pick on the Jags. That's a very good play. Love it today. Well, what do you got for us today, Brian? Yeah, for me, I got a play you probably will hate, but well, here it goes. Here for me, a play that just missed my premium list was the Washington football team. It's been a team of disappointment for me. I picked them to win the NFC East, and I thought they would offer a ton of value to betters this year. And it's been the opposite. They're one and seven against the spread this season. Worst team in the league. Worst cover team in the league. They're zero and four against the spread at home. Uh, but with all these spread losses, we get an inflated line, in my opinion, especially playing a big public guy like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are just 0-5 against the spread as a road favorite, and the underdog in this series is 8-1-2 and against the spread. To me, I think this is a boatload of points. If you're getting 9.5, I think you're good. Take the Washington football team. Never know, they could shock the world and win this game outright, but I'll take the points. 
Joe, both these teams coming off a bye. Yeah, both off a bye. Um, it should be an interesting game. I trust in Brady more than I do in um, Taylor Hickey, right? Hickey. How do I say that? Heineke. 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 I want to say Hickey, Hickey, sorry. Heineke. Yeah. Yeah, we look at the, the difference in the offenses here. Um, Brady's just so superior with all his weapons around him, 34.5 points per game they're averaging, while Washington is so bad at 13.8. I just think the Bucks are due for a big day um, against this Washington football team, especially off the bye. But I'm not going to take a side in this. I'm going to look at the over because if Washington can hang in there, I think we get over that 51 with the Bucks, putting the majority of the points. But Washington could... You know, I want Washington to win more than anything. You guys know this. I have been high on Washington. I'm just not seeing it. I don't I know if they can. So I like I the over. The strength of Washington's team, I think, is still their defense. It hasn't shown up all year, but they got that great pass rush. I think they get to Brady. And I think we see an, uh, Tampa Bay's defense very strong. I think I, I, I hate to be against uh, you know, all the time like we're going at it. But I yeah. think it goes under the total. I think the Buccaneers' defense shows up and we have a – you know, Washington has trouble putting points on the board in general, but we'll see how it goes. But I like the Washington plus the points. I think the issue that you have here with Washington is is that the defense, as good as the players are, have been absolutely hung out to dry by this offense, which is just ineptitude. The average person, the average NFL fan, and I'm not talking about like the fantasy football meatheads, I'm talking about like the average NFL fan couldn't name three guys on the Reds on the, on the Washington football team, the Eskimos offense. Um, I, I just think that that's part of the problem. And I think what also compounds the issue is that they are a turnover machine on offense. So it also makes those defensive stats primarily points against, which they're almost dead last. They're not last in the yeah. NFL, but they're close to it. And a yeah. lot of those points you know, are set up by the turnover. Because when you look at, you know, when you look at something like rushing yards against for Washington, they're 11th against the run. They're, they're dead last against the pass against, well, Tom Brady, the number one quarterback in all time. And, you know, this season as well, having his best season of he's ever had. Um, you know, you can't give Tom Brady a 30-yard field to work with. You cannot do it. If Washington turns the ball over once, this could be a blowout. I mean, like a blowout. Well, we've seen blow. the Raiders and the uh, Buccaneers on the road struggle a little bit. I think it was the Saints and the at the Rams. Uh, oh no, they have. Games they have. They have. They have struggled on the road. No doubt about it. They they got crushed at the Rams. They got crushed at the Saints. They, they. I mean, the last time we saw the Bucks, they got roasted. They got they got whipped. We were all on the Saints. We were all on the Saints. We're on money line. But I don't know if I have so much faith in Henneke here against this team. And I just think they turn the ball over too much. Yeah. What do you what game do you think will be the shocker of the day? Because to me, this could be the shocker of the day, Washington. Uh, you know, like last week we had a few. The shocker Jets of the win. day? Yeah. I think Another Jets win. Falcons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. One yeah, of, I could see that too. One of the bigger lines too. Yeah. So yep. I, I think the Falcons can. There's beat. always there's always one. I think that, and I think the I think the Browns can take the Patriots out too. Pretty good. I think it's gonna. I think you know we've seen them handle teams, and I think they. I think I think Mac Jones hasn't seen a pass rush like that. 
Yeah, but Belichick at home. He's, oh, I know. No, I'm with get it. his coach oh, on, and, it's and not the a, Browns can't throw the know, ball. You don't hear me listing my premium up. plays off here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing some stalling. things out. Yeah, I I like I like the Browns here because I do believe that we haven't seen Mac. We what we've seen is Mac Jones check down. You know when when he gets in trouble, and I think that the range of you know of Miles Garrett in size is going to be a problem for him on the check down. He's going to have to go to the opposite side, but there's no help there. You know, there's and the no Browns really... do have the, the, the best third string running back in the league. I think Dearness Johnson, I think his name is. So it should be interesting. I think he can run the ball even without Chubb. I think Baker Mayfield's actually not hideous this season. Not nearly as bad as we've seen him. <laughs> Should be another interesting NFL Sunday. Of course, Joe and I will be here at halftime. Brian, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Yesterday was a hideous day, but I'm still 31 and 17, last 48 and 65%. So we're going to try to get back on track with a winning day. I got my super sharp Sunday NFL three pack, my three best NFL bets for $40 at pickdogs.com. Team me up with one of the handicappers like Rod, who's uh, number one 30 days. He's number one last seven days. So team me up with one of the guys and I'll have a winning day here. Or ladies, Joe, favorite handicapper. Anyway, check me out at pickdogs.com. Or you can get the, the Brian Bettler, Ron Romanelli, the sharp junior oh, sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might have the same place, so because we're, t- we're dialed in together. So You never know. Me and him think alike. You never know. But anyways, well, that's a good thing, you know. You have two guys yep. that have the same plays. I think that's a good thing. That's kind of like he's like my younger affirm- brother. I never affirmation. The worst is you have two guys that have opposite plays on you know, everything. Oh, oh that true. is the worst. Anyways, that's about it. Anything else, Brian? Hoops, college no hoops. Oh. Stephen F. Austin, South Dakota State. Forgot to ask uh, I about believe that the one. best hockey game in the boards of Vancouver Canucks, but I've been terrible. Absolutely, it is in hockey, so take it for what it's worth. I like the Canucks today. Joe, what I'll do you like? Do you like any NH any NHL today? You want to give out a pick? Um, is there any games? I didn't even look. I'm just yeah. No, I um. Are they I don't even want to give out my. Yeah, I don't want to give out my premium pick. Oh. I just um. Oh, okay. Have one. Let me we just on let spot. me just look at the rest of the line, see if anything well, else. That's what I do. Here. I put people on the spot. I that's say, okay. Think about the Florida Florida State basketball game. Today. Florida State all day. No premium pick because it's almost too obvious, right? It's like too hmm. obvious. Well, you know me. I like the opposite of obvious, but that didn't work out too good with the Hurricanes. They got throttled yesterday. So. Yeah, against UCF. Oh. Did not like. Did not like uh, the basketball. Bad day for Miami yesterday. So NHL play that I would look at as an underdog. I like the Devils as a free play as an underdog. Um, great plus money. They're four and one in their last five games in the underdog situation against the Rangers. This Rangers team has not been playing well at home. I believe they're two and five. Oh, there's only in the two games at home. I didn't. Really, oh no, tomorrow there's only two games. Yeah. Wow. So free play, the Devils plus money. I like St. Louis Blues. Mitchie Pucks. And the Ducks. I like it. I just lost my Kings last night. Um, they lost in overtime. It's plus money there. Hurt. 
All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Another fun show. We appreciate each and every one of you. We made it to the two-hour mark nearly. 158, 10, 11, 12. So uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Have a winning day. Those of you that are premium uh, members, you'll be getting um, in just a minute or two. And then uh, probably in the next 15 minutes, the VIP show will start. So we'll see you guys then. Make it a winning day. Joe and I will see you in about two and a half hours halftime of the early games and of course we'll be here for all the half times all day long so let's make it a winning day i'm gonna try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow there's tons of college hoops i'm gonna have to really pull, pull myself together 11 nba monday night football college hoops two nhl games it's that time of year